The, the Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1. My name is Mudio Mob Justice Gavaza. I'm obviously not alone in the studio. I've got uh, the ever-present uh, Miss Lingyue Zondo in studio with me. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Mudio. How are you? No, no, no. I'm alive. I'm good. How, how's been your week? Mm, my week has been <laughs> challenging. Challenging. Academically, business-wise, uh, personally, it's oh, just—it's wow. like when everything happens, it just happens all at once, man. I believe the—I I believe the young people say would say that you are going through the most. Going through the most. Is that what's going, going on? I mean, just going through the most, and I just want to say to students out there, guys, hold on. This is just a rough patch, but you just need to make sure that your grip is a little bit tighter. And you'll make it. <laughs> and you'll make it through. I like that. Anyway, for today, we are going to be talking about freelancing. This is the business buzz, as I said earlier on. Uh, this is the show on a Thursday where we give you uh, the best in business and economics news, uh, broadcasting right here from our studios in uh, Bramfontein. So for today, we're talking about freelancing and when we talk freelancing we're talking about um, the gig economy I think nowadays it's actually become a thing especially in um, 2018 where people don't have just one uh, stream of income anymore and uh, for people that are not doing more than one thing uh, you'll find that in some cases you're not uh, fully employed or permanently employed by an organization but you go there you do some work or you do work across uh, multiple organizations so we're going to be talking about that uh, a lot of the time people tend to think of this from the media point of view journalists and the like but you know i think Lingyo can definitely uh tell you that you know people are out here hustling so much left more, right and center so much more to mm. it so mm. much more to it so we're going to be talking to a number of people on the show for today uh we're going to be talking to uh the south african freelancers association uh we're going to be talking uh to a financial planner around how you can actually manage your income when it comes because you know i'm sure the tax implications are a bit different and uh, there's a lady who's actually meant to come to the studio today to speak us around some of these issues. Uh, we're also going to be hearing from um, a couple of freelancers uh, as they tell us what their lives are like, what it's like to, you know, do the things. So, you know, you're going to be, you know, hearing a lot from that. So that's how the show is going to be looking like for today. Uh, because on the other side of this, we're going to be getting into uh, the business wrap for your weekly roundup of business and economics news, sorry. And then Klingewa will be telling you the state of your 100 Rad. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you your roundup of uh, the top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by our financial expert. We have Zanele Kunene from BDO Wealth Advisors on the line. How are you, Zanele? Um, I'm feeling like 209 billion rand. <laughs> I think I think we all should, as South Africans, we all should, because when the pledge was made um, in the at the investment summit, it was made to all of us, um, because those funds will be used, to, you know, to fund the necessary infrastructure that will help revive our economy. So we should all be feeling this way. Um, but to start us off tonight, I thought we could speak about the rand. Yeah. And after hearing such great news from the investment summit, you know, we would expect that the RAND would be rallying on. But it weakened on Wednesday, Wednesday morning. And this was due to um, 
and the fall in bond prices. Well, not bond prices, but the fall in local bonds. And this was due to, actually, let me just paint a picture for you real quickly. Um, so that for the past um, eight months, the primary dealing orders have been at about 7.4 billion. So that's how much orders have been put in. And now the orders that have been put in are about 4.1 billion. So that shows that from seven to four, there's been a huge decline from investors, you know, placing orders within our, for our local bonds. And what this shows us is that investors are not convinced that government is, got, is committed to um, the type of discipline needed to, um, to really get our fiscal position on a sustainable growth. And it also shows that a lot of them weren't really encouraged by the midterm budget speech that took place um, last month. So, yeah, so it, it's not quite encouraging. But I just want to ask, so the rand will be at about 14.50 to about 14.80. And that's also worrying because we are almost at 15 rand, yeah. you know. So, um, would you, I just want to know from you, what do you think Moody is going to think about us, um, considering our shrinking economy, considering our unemployment rate, and also considering this local bond um, news that I just said? What do you think Moody is going to say? Um, I think the market is inclined to think that Moody's is probably going to downgrade us. Um, I'm also, I'm also, you know, along, you know, the same, you know, same thinking, uh, particularly given some of the, because I think over the last year, growth expectations and the growth, um, uh, growth numbers have been cut a number of times. Mm. I think we started off at like um, 1.9% expected at the start of the year, and then it went down to 1.5. And then I think the last number I heard, they expect us to grow by only um, 0.9% or something like that. So <clears throat> I think, yeah, so all of that together with, uh, a weakening rand um, I think that's that's gonna play into it and then just uh, political some of the political issues I think as well uh, might also be that doing is so true. some disfavor it does affect um, what Moody will think because in a, in a speech they said something in a statement that they released and um, they said something very similar to what you said and what they're saying when they project for South Africa um, they said that what they see is higher government debt um, they see slower growth they see a weaker end and they see a higher interest rate and the Reserve Bank will be reviewing our interest rate next year sometime um, and I want to touch on the budget deficit because we are currently at about 4% and Moody did forecast um, that would be at 4% for the 2018 to 2019 year. And a budget deficit means that the government is spending more money than it is generating revenue. So what money are we spending? We're spending borrowed funds, you know, and we are borrowing in dollars. So can you imagine how, coupled with a weaker rand, how much our debt is increasing by, you know, just by that exchange rate, it's also increasing by that, not only how much funds we've borrowed. But a weaker rand to you and I also means that um, it's going to push the prices of imports up. It's going to push a lot of prices up. And this week, this year, actually, we've seen we've seen petrol increase every every month, every time. And I know that it's <laughs> going to be increasing again. Um, so it is quite worrying considering a weaker rand. Yeah. Um, but the trade balance. I'm so sorry to be talking so quickly. <laughs> Um, but the trade balance for September also came out. Yeah. And what that shows is that we have a trade deficit, um, a trade balance deficit of about $2.9 billion. And this is very worrying as well because in August we had a trade surplus 
of about 8.8 billion. So the trade balance just shows us how much compares our exports to our imports. Yeah. So in August, we import, we exported more than we imported. So people were t- buying what it is we're producing. But now in August, we have imp- in September, I mean, we have imported more than we've exported. So we are spending more money again. Yeah. So that's also quite worrying. But um, what I'm really hoping for is that government does really take the tough decisions that I needed and they do use the funds that we currently have and what it is we have been able to get um, and we use it wisely to ensure that, you know, we revive the economy and we decrease that government debt. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Zanele. But before you go, very quickly, uh, for just for our listeners, because uh, today is already the 1st of November, so the year is pretty much done. Are there any other, can I say, um, major announcements that we should be looking out for um, that are left for this year, whether it's interest rates whether uh, and the like? Is there anything left uh, for the year or are we just going to be riding it out now? Um, I think there could be a couple of things coming up, um, looking at the fact that the elections are coming up in about a year's time. So I think we will be seeing um, some other summits and a lot of um, commentary or other, uh, other summits actually happening just to speak on how will we surviving, how will we fix um, our economy. So in terms of actual um actual statements coming out in terms of things like Moody um, and other investment things. I'm not too sure, but we'll, we'll look out for those things. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. That was us on the line. We were with uh, Zanele Kunene. She was. She is our financial expert. Um, just giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, um, the big story at the moment is we're talking rand weakness, and the rand is actually looking towards the fourteen rand fifty uh, to the dollar range. And we see that uh, that might be impacting um, uh, Moody's credit rating decision, which is set to come in the coming weeks they said that they were waiting for the midterm budget the midterm budget has come and gone so we're just waiting for an announcement from them and then the other thing you heard is that our trade balance at the moment is in the negative meaning that south africa is is importing more than it is exporting so that's it in terms of the business wrap uh, on the other side of this Lengyu is going to be telling us the state of your 100 rand keep it locked this is the business buzz the, the business buzz we are back on the business buzz and for today we are talking um, along the lines of freelancing uh, but uh, before we get into our main discussion thing it was just going to let us know what 100 rand means for you today on the 1st of November 2018 talk to us Okay, so the state of your 100 rand today is looking very creative. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so most freelancers, they operate on a lean business model for yeah. obvious for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they are without costs. You yeah. know, so costs associated with freelancing that impact almost every um, freelancer in, 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 in that space um, includes uh, equipment and tools, taxes and insurance, marketing and promotion of their services, um, legal, and, legal and accounting, 
because at the end of the day that still applies to them um, training and their own training and development as well as a few additional hidden costs like transportation and all these other things oh, yeah. um, so today we're going to be explore, exploring a few of, of those um, costs but we're going to be um, you know honing in specifically on um, tools and equipment um, so we'll start off with just you know something that's kind of like standard for somebody who's in this age uh, which is the desktop computer and if you're in the creative space I've been told that <laughs> Apple yeah. you know products are, are designed for such oh, wow. so okay. I, I'm here to test it out myself it's um, okay. so <laughs> so I'm just gonna take 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 their word for it until I get to that level so um, so an Apple MacBook Pro is available um, from takealot.com at 21,000 799 rand so that's yeah. 217 buffaloes wow um so you kind of you have to look at it as an investment mm -hmm. otherwise you're never going to go that <laughs> that, that route um and then you have software and depending on the services obviously that you you're providing uh whether it be um you know writing or designing or different things that you could be possibly doing um you you would pay for those in terms of subscription um and have like um upgrades that you do um irregularly um, and then these for example include Photoshop which uh, starts at around 145 Rand per month which is just like 1.4 buffaloes yeah. and then if you want um, you need to be connected to the world so high-speed internet connection um, there's various providers but we just sampled one and that's Photocom with the hundred gigabytes um, um, of the option is available per month for 599 Rand so that's just six um, you know, six uh, buffaloes. Yeah. And then you have websites, um, hosting and emails so people can get to know about you. Um, and from every host, that's available at 39 rands per month. Um, and then in terms of, you know, you can have like stock accounts where you have access to like photos, uh, vectors and other tools that make it easy for you in, in your in your creative process. So you don't have to start from scratch and you can open an account with like the likes of Envato, which have an $16 per month option, which is around 233 rands per month. Um, and then for just, you know, ease in terms of, you know, printing, scanning or copying, you can have that all in one machine to save space. And uh, Hi-Fi Corp has that uh, one machine that's available for 599 rands as well. So that's six uh, buffaloes. And then you can't do this in the air. So I would think that you would need a desk and some physical tools, um, such as a good chair, because that's very important when you need to you know, have your creative juices flowing, um, your papers and pens. So, um, respectively, with regards to the desk, 1,900 Rand for uh, one and 1,700 Rand for a, a good chair, um, it take a lot. And you can save like 300 Rand for the balance of the items. Um, and then in terms of a work phone so that you get stay com stay connected to the outside world and your client base mm. um, and, and, and prospective clients and yeah. all, you know, whoever's within your ecosystem system yeah. so and that is available you can go from like entry-level smartphone that can do basic things that you needed to be done so there's a samsung galaxy grand prime pro and uh, that's available for 2000 rands all the way to uh, an iphone x which is available at 20,000 rands wow 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 yes yes so that would be your starting point if you want to go into this freelancing design space. So you heard it, that sling you were giving us, the freelancer starter kit. Yes. <laughs> starter kit, baby. Uh, which one Which one of these items would you start with? I want a MacBook Pro. <laughs> That's all I want if anybody's listening.
think I need a MacBook Pro. <laughs> no, I won't like those are beautiful machines. Oh, you know, no, fam. They, they do the things. But do what do the things, fam? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're connected with the right people. <laughs> no, no, soon, soon. soon <laughs> Thank you. Soon. So don't worry, don't worry. It's coming. Thank it's you. It's coming. Yes. I, I receive. Speaking into your life. I receive. <laughs> <laughs> but that was us with our Buffalo Index giving you what your 100 rand is worth today. Uh, Clearly, we're just telling you what the starter kit looks like for a freelancer. Uh, but on the other side of this, we're going to be getting into some real freelancing and hearing how the professionals are doing it and how they are managing um, all the things that they are. So on the other side of this, we get into our main discussion. You're tuned in to the Business Bus. We are talking freelancing today on the Business Buzz Show. If you're a freelancer, you know, let us know what your experience has been. If you're thinking about getting into freelancing, um, let us know on hashtag Business Buzz. Um, as we start today's conversation, um, we posed a question uh, to the public and uh, one of our producers, uh, that's welcome, actually went out to the streets and found uh, found out what the life of a a freelancers actually like so you know this is what the people you know had to say but before I get into that I, I just need to bring Klingue in here very quickly and just ask do you freelance are you is this a thing in your life have you ever done it yes absolutely uh. Um, I'm I'm a born entrepreneur, and wow, that is the quotable for today. Yes, my drop, my drop, my drop. I don't know if that's my drop. I wanted to get to a place where where that is just it's it's a it's an option for people, and it's um it's an avenue that people can explore. I mean, we we heard that you know unemployment is sitting at twenty seven percent, um, it's increased to twenty seven percent nationally. So we need people to develop their own skill sets and you know think about what it is that they what value they can add um, within the economy and not be afraid to, to you know to whether or not in terms of whether they're going to have um, opportunities available availed to them okay. so yeah uh, somewhere you know in this show perhaps at the end I'll yeah. let you know because I'm also you know yes I know that's so, so true I'll let you know what my experience in the creative you know, visual you know, space yes we want to hear about that later yeah but for now let's hear what all of you had to say I think a couple of things are important in the freelance space. The number one thing is you need to know what your niche is and, and where you can add value. And you've got to literally push everything you can into that because there's a hundred other people doing what you're doing. And so you need to find that niche and make sure that you, you do it well. The second thing is when approaching uh, clients for potential work that you can be working with, the thing I've learned is that just to go in and offer one thing is often not enough. And so to really diversify is important. Figure out what is a couple of different skill sets that you can pull together and produce an offering so that um, when you're going and offering something to a client, you're offering them three times more what the average person is offering. Um, and you, you're leveraging some of your content, uh, contacts and uh, networks around that. Um, and then lastly, it's important to make sure that you're around others who are in that space also, that you can bounce ideas of not other people who are kind of going to be critical of you or not share stuff because they're seen as competitive or you seen as a competitor, but pretty much people who are going to bounce ideas with you and help you be creative. I'm Melanie from Sale and I'm a fresh freelancer. I started freelancing just under six months ago. And I think um, a big thing of advice or maybe just an observation is that there's definitely work out there. Um, you got to work harder and you've got to work uh, you got to work much smarter but 
um, an encouraging thing is that there, there, there's definitely, there is stuff out there, there's work out there, people are encouraging and it's an inspiring space. I've really enjoyed having my own time and my, having my own schedule. There are challenges to that as well. You've got to navigate things a lot more carefully and, um, you know, schedule in time for yourself. It can be exhausting because it tends to be um, bigger blocks of work as a, and then bigger blocks of nothing. Um, as I say, quite often it's feast or famine. And download Wave. Wave is a really, really great admin, um, online admin tool for invoicing, accounting, and it's free. Um, my name is Tegan. I'm a freelance travel photojournalist. I went freelance last year, November, so that's almost a year ago, um, maybe about 10 months ago. And I honestly cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of taking the plunge and taking the chance and you have this sort of scratchy feeling in the back of your mind that you really, you know, you could do it, you could make it, you could be better or happier out there, then you have to follow through and see where that leads. And if it doesn't work out, there's always the option of returning back to the corporate stable, steady income. But I absolutely guarantee you that you will not want to. Once you've gone freelance and you've experienced the sort of sense of control over your life, um, over your time, over your clients, over your style, it just it, it just carries on blooming from there. Um, there's absolutely no looking back. So what I found was the first few months were very tough um, financially, and it still is now. Um, you can't really predict your income flow. Um, some months is really good, some months is really bad. Uh, so what really helped with me was separating my business and my personal bank accounts and attempting to pay myself some sort of salary each month, which, you know, sometimes doesn't work out, but sometimes does. And just really forecasting as far ahead as possible with your budget. Um, just try and like, you know, brace yourself for future months where you might not get as much work as you as you are currently getting. Also, what I found to be very important is being able to um, say no. <laughs> as funny as that is, some most of the time, based on my experience, you find that as a freelancer, um, a lot of people tend to want to give you less than what you deserve or less than what you ask for, um, promising you stuff like exposure and that kind of a thing. So um, when you feel that it does not align with your um, goal or your vision, then it is very important to know um, which type of opportunity to reject and which ones to work a bit more on. The, the business does. So we just heard from some freelancers just around what their um, experience has been, you know, in the industry. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to switch over to the association that actually represents um, freelancers in South Africa. They're actually called SAFRIA. Uh, that is the South African Freelancers Association. Just so that we can hear what uh, life is like from a freelance point of view, what the industry itself looks like. And most interestingly, we're actually quite keen to hear here what type of professions actually uh, fall under what's considered to be freelance right now in uh, South Africa. So on the line we are joined by Tabiso Shabalala who is uh, the spokesperson for the South African Freelancers Association. How are you Tabiso? Hello? Uh, we seem to be having... Uh, Hello? Oh yes he's there on the line. How are you Tabiso? 
I'm fine, thanks and you. I'm fine, thank you. Um, as we begin our discussion, please could you just uh, tell us um, what the general mood and uh, sentiment seems to be um, in this in South Africa just around uh, freelancing and how how prevalent really is it as a way to structure your your professional life? Okay. So there's actually very little data on freelancing in South Africa. So what Safria has done for the last two years is produced a freelance media industry and rates report to help provide more insight into this growing sector. So uh, some of the highlights from this are that women dominate the freelance sector with more than 67% uh, female respondents. And the sector does also tend to be older with over 80% of respondents being above the age of 30. So, yeah, there, there, there isn't much data, and that is what uh, Safria is trying to do, is to compile this data so that uh, each year we have more respondents and we are able to then give a broader highlight of what is happening within the freelance industry. Um, so you were here. I just wanted to find out how, do, how, do you, how does one decide whether to be a freelancer or operate as a business, or is a freelancer also a business? So a freelancer is, uh, in essence, a business, but uh, the, the downside to that is you have to focus on the job as the freelancer, as well as the administrative side of uh, being a freelancer. So if, let's say, you're a graphic designer, you have to focus on giving your clients what it is that they want out of your graphic design skills. But then you also have to focus on the business side of things. So your things like tax, insurance, uh, things like that. So, you know, uh, as a freelancer, you look at yourself as a business, but you focus on the specified skill that you need to focus on. And I think um, another thing is about freelancing, you know, um, I think we need an explanation of the freelancing in the industries that, you know, that tend to use um, this model. So uh, some examples of freelancers could include journalists, photographers, graphic designers, PR professionals, but also you find that actors are also freelancers. Um, Unless you are categorized as a full-time employee and you're employed by someone, then the work that you do could be classified as freelancing. Um, Tabi, so in terms of uh, Safria now, just switching over to uh, the body, um, wh- what type of uh, services do you guys um, actually provide? Um, earlier on, you alluded to the fact that there's very little data um, around what the industry looks like but, and that you guys have actually started compiling um, surveys and reports. So what else are you guys involved in? Okay, so what we also do is we provide members with resources, tools, and training that helps strengthen the freelance careers. And then we also, in that uh, freelance report, we do have what the general uh, minimum rates are. So for a newcomer in the freelance industry, you are then able to compare what your peers are charging, and then you ensure that you don't overcharge or undercharge yourself. And we also have members' work, which is featured by way of our publicly available members' directory, as well as on all our social media platforms. So we do also have the Safria Spotlight, which features and showcases uh, our talented members' work, uh, which happens every Wednesday. Um, so that, that's... 
That's oh, some of what we do. Uh, sorry to cut you uh, cut you off very quickly. I just wanted to, you know, interject on what you were saying just now. Sure. Uh, but as a collective, um, is there some type of... Uh, I don't want to use the word bargaining power uh, oh. because you, you mentioned the fact that you guys help with um, um, rates and stuff like that. Um, how do you guys actually... Uh, make sure that things like that are enforced. I think that's a better, better question to ask because um, the nature of freelancers is that they tend to be independent. So if you yeah. find that a freelancer, for example, isn't being paid um, at the rate that they are, is there anything that you guys can do on their behalf or um, does the person sort of have to stick it out on their own? So the freelancer would have to stick it out on their own because uh, Safria only advocates and uh, supports freelance workers within mainly the communications field. And there are uh, resources such as articles which do help you with things like how to deal with uh, difficult clients or invoicing and things like that. So uh, in the members-only forum, you are then able to ask questions of how you dealt with a specific situation and someone can give you what they've gone through which then leads you to follow that path which can help you get the help that you need but Safria in itself does not uh, have that kind of power for, for the members of Safria and do you have any advice around how people can make the most of their careers as freelancers uh, I would say to anyone that would like to become a uh, a freelancer is that you should recognize that you're running a business and that you are a business owner. Mm. So don't just take what you do and think that um, it's something that you can do for free or for exposure as seen with the recent clinic competition where they asked for photographers to submit photographs without any remuneration. As a freelancer, you rely on your skill and your talent to put food on the table, to pay your taxes and to live and to realize that exposure is not going to do that for you. So you need to see yourself as a business and how you're going to survive as a business. And also, uh, you never stop learning. Um, Each year within each industry uh, that is within the Safria umbrella, things are constantly changing. When you look at things like social media that that is constantly evolving, um, uh, things like Bitcoin, which are also coming in, you know, if you constantly learn and keep up with what is happening around you, then you can definitely make a successful career of freelancing. Thank you so much, Tabiso. That was Tabiso Shabalala from South African Freelancers Association, um, the spokesperson there. Thank Mm. you so much. Very interesting thoughts coming through from there. I think, you know, the interesting one for me was just when he said, you need to recognize that you're a business. You're a business. (laughs) You're a business. So you got to think like what? Yeah. Bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. (laughs) But yeah, that was us on the line with Tavi. So on the other side of this, we want to know, once you have the money, 
how do you actually deal with the money? And we actually have uh, an expert. I'd love to have that question. Huh? Once you have the money, <laughs> you want those problems. I, I want those are the kind of problems I want. That to, you you, want. I, I, once you have the money, I'm like, yes, I want to be answering those questions. <laughs> <laughs> so on the other side of this, we have Lucy in studio, and she's going to tell us whether or not we really want to have that money and how we're going to be dealing with it. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. You're tuned in to the business buzz. We're talking freelancing today on the business buzz. We just came from talking uh, to Tabiso Shabalala, who is the spokesperson of the South African Freelancers Association, giving us a, some thoughts around the actual uh, freelancing landscape in South Africa and some of the trends that are around that. Uh, interestingly, he said that um, more than, did he say the majority of freelancers in South Africa are women? I think. Yes, was, he did. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. I found that, I, I found that quite Quite interesting. Mm. Yeah. Women are resourceful, fam. <laughs> I'm not being sexist or anything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, keeping in line with that, we actually have a lady in studio. Uh, we have uh, Busi Selesho. Uh, I hope that I pronounced that correctly. And uh, she is a financial wellness coach and the CEO of uh, Isipo uh, Sempilo HSC Solutions. Um, she has been uh, an, an international accredited money coach and speaker and author of uh, an interesting i found the interest the book title very interesting and i was like i need to read that because the title of a book is money and black people uh, she is an entrepreneur and also the founder of money breakfast how are you Wusi? I'm great and thank you so much for inviting me on this uh, show um yeah this is a great topic and this is something that's very very important because yeah. a lot of freelancers don't have the right tools yeah. and they end up finding themselves with so much stress and they are the ones that actually are not waiting to have jobs they actually created jobs for themselves like yeah. you guys were saying so yeah mm. thank you so much for inviting so as we begin our discussion what are some of the some of the things that uh, people who are sort of entering freelancing should be prepared for i think freelancing is 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 unique uh, from the point of view that you have no uh, can I say job security? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is such a, th- a thing as job security, because maybe it's just, yeah, you know, quote unquote. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So what are some of the things that people should be, you know, sort of be looking out for and be, pre- uh, be prepared for uh, from a financial point of view when they get into freelance? Yeah. So when you are in freelancing, the good thing is that you can choose what you want. You know, you can focus on what makes you happy. So you could be a graphic designer, but you're like, I just only want to work with this type of graphics. I only specialize on this type. You don't have to do things that don't uh, inspire you. So you have that leeway of going to doing all that is empowering you which then means that you're gonna be good at it yeah but then the other thing is that you find that freelancers then do not look at the business aspect of the of of, of the of their work they're doing so this is a well let's just take a, 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 a singer they are so good at singing and all they want to do is sing but they are not looking after the administrative 
part of it, mm-hmm. which yeah. is then where then you find that um, when uh, artists die, they don't have a coffin, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have nothing because they were just focused on their passion. Yeah. And a lot of people that have jobs are normally not having passion, but then they have all the sort of security thing. So freelancers, it's very important that you get the right people in your circle or in your team. So just think of it as if you had if you are in a soccer pitch and you were the striker, you cannot be a defender and do all these things. So you need to bring in the right people. So have a very, and that's the one person that if you're a freelancer, you should never, ever, ever, ever not have a good text pressure. So someone who's going to make sure that all your text is submitted the correct way. Because when you are freelancing and you are within a certain bracket of income, you can claim whatever from the government and the government will give it back to you because they are so appreciative of the fact that you are not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Because you are not. You're part of the solution. You are part of the solution and the solution that, I mean, what is the biggest problem government has? Unemployment. Unemployment. So you are solving their problems. So you can claim ice cream that you bought at 12 p.m. <laughs> but when you're a business, you can't claim ice cream at 12 p.m. because they'll be like, no, my business hours is 8 to 5. So what is this about? Then you have to say, oh, my client was hungry. Then I thought, you know, da, da, da. but when you're a freelancer, you can do that and you have that power. So I, I then have to ask, what are some of the, because you've given us the tax, the, the tax thing, the fact mm-hmm. that you need to surround yourself with at least one tax expert mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. so that SARS doesn't yeah. come in yes. and audit you. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I think before you get there, there's yeah. also an, imp- an important step before. Make mm-hmm. sure that your accounting stuff is in order. Yeah. yeah. So the tax tax expert is going to make sure that all mm-hmm. your submissions are in time, all your submissions are correctly done, you're claiming everything you're supposed to be claimed because a lot of freelancers don't claim everything mm. then they're losing money so it's, it's, it's record keeping so if you, you don't throw mm-hmm. away all those uh, slips and, yeah. and, and things and the good thing is that now we use our cards so yeah. if you're a freelancer you should be swiping almost everything if you're oh, not swiping okay. then, mm. uh, then keep the slips but if you're swiping now the thing is with businesses they want the slips but when you're a freelancer you know they'll be like okay we see it on your statement okay, okay. so then that's why you need a tax expert. Then you need an accountant. But an accountant is really just about bookkeeping and you mm. probably don't need a bookkeeper at that stage. So you're good with a tax expert and then you can have someone who's going to advise you on which policy, insurance policy to take. That is not something important as much as, because you could go and look at different products in mm. the market and choose yeah. one. You mm. don't need a broker mm. that's going to charge you extra for that yeah. if you have the time to do, do it by yourself. I agree. I agree with you there. And and, and there's always like tools that you can use online to yeah. do like online yeah, software like accounting yeah. insurance uh, codes you can compare them you can get your own funeral plans and all those but you definitely need them retirement plans and and all that you Hmm. need to have those retirement plans (laughs) (laughs) yes and that's the other thing that i wanted to say that uh, freelancers because freelancers are the ones that they get paid the most you know a person in a job gets very little compared to it's, it. It's agreed on and it doesn't change. Yeah. So freelancing has the thing of, you know what? Something is going to come up. Something is going to come. And you you, you you live on that. Something is going to come up. Something, and you find that, because I'm a money coach, I, I work with a lot of freelancers and you find that someone, when they had a job, they were earning 30,000 rand a month and yeah. they had a medical aid. They had all these things in place. They go on their own. They are, you know, making 150000 a month now. But their medical aid is not paid. Ah. 
Ah. So because the, the company used to do it on their behalf. And even if they were not doing it on their behalf, apparently, because that's what I write about in my book, when you make the money yourself, you don't appreciate it. You appreciate it when it comes from Bastion. Mm. Oh, I because see. Because okay. a job will take care of me, so I'm taken care of. Yeah. I've seen someone who left a business that was making 150K a month because this month it makes 150K, next month it doesn't make anything. But the thing is that you actually live on 30,000, so you have <laughs> money for six months anyway, but then you don't have it. Yeah. And this person is like, but why? So I'm going back to a job because a job, I can, I have security. I know that I will, I, I can go into hospital anytime because my medical aid is, because this month there was no income, then I did not pay. But then how is it? Because last month you had more than enough mm. so there is a limiting belief that says we need a job so if i don't have a job i feel like i'm not supported i feel like something might go wrong in my life when you have a job you're getting paid so little you don't you do stuff you don't like but you are happy because someone is going to pay your salary and it's just crappy I feel Strong. like um, Abusi is sort of echoing what Tabiso was saying from Safria, uh, the fact that you need to consider yourself as a business, not yes. necessarily uh, just an individual. Who yes. just happens to yes. be yeah. roaming around. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, so what do you say to one? Uh, how do you? Okay, let me let me let me step back. The business of let's say Hlingue, right? Yeah. Let's say Hlingue is the business, right? Yes. What types of the what type of things? Because you've mentioned tax, you've mentioned insurance, you've yeah. mentioned medical aid. Mm. What other things should uh, Hlingue be be keeping sort of a record mm. of? Because I think the tax expert comes like what Hlingue was actually talking about earlier on that the Hlingue that not the the tax expert sorry comes mm. sort of at the end. Yeah. At the, at the end. Yeah. 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 And for the tax expert to actually do his job you he need, needs you, you need to have done your part for me so what type yeah. of things should thing you actually be as a freelancer paying attention to and making sure that she's not being cheated yeah that's a very company. good question so she gets a hundred and fifty thousand rand a month that's a very good question and things actually get messed up there so the first thing is that you need to have a contract Freelancers almost just be like, oh, you want me to do that? Okay, fine, I'll do it. And they go into their corner and they do it. They give it to you and then this person does not pay. Mm. So, because they are so excited about doing their work, they don't have it in email that you actually said my hour was going to be this much. I actually said this is going to take me four hours. But actually now I actually have sent you another email saying it, there was an extra two hours. And the person is like, no. We agree on it. So make sure that you are very aware of what is the agreement. What are you doing? How much are they paying you? How are they paying you? Do they know that how much is it that you need from them? So it shouldn't be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, friends will be like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you whenever it's done. I'll <laughs> let you know. No, don't do it that way. Yeah. And then the other thing is that now most companies will try to get you at a cheaper price mm. so which is the thing that you need to have a right energy with money because most of the time you're the one who is giving this person the idea that you can give them a discount or you are open for that discussion or you're open to not be paid for three months and all that so you so so, so those are some of the things that i talk about in my book you need to be in the right vibration that this person sees your value 
not just what you're giving them. So when you're there, they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful that Klingiwe is here and there's no way I want to be on her bed books. So I'm definitely going to pay her her deposit now and I'm going to pay her her whole invoice by the time she's done with the work. No drama. And I think the important part there when you use the word value is that the person needs to understand the value that they bring to the table mm. themselves. Yes. They, so that the next person can. Yes. The Klingiwe is the only person that can make that person understand their value. So if Klingiwe does not think this is a big deal, mm. the next person is not going to think it's a big deal. It's going to be like, oh, Klingiwe, do this thing. Didn't I pay you? Oh, Klingiwe, man. Sorry, I just slipped I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, and then yeah, another like, oh, week two passes. Weeks, and then two, two weeks pass. <laughs> and then you actually appear to someone you don't even ask for the mm. payment again. And then five years later, you've not been paid. Okay, I have to then ask a question. Uh, and I think this is something that businesses face. Uh, and since we're saying that Klingiwe is now a business, yeah. she will have to face and that's like working capital. Yeah. Because um, using the example, you used earlier on sometimes as a freelancer you might make 150,000 rand in a month and mm. then the next month you might find yourself <laughs> making <laughs> like 5,000 rand so <laughs> what type of things uh, should uh, freelancers be doing to make sure that they they are prepared yeah. uh, that they capitalize on the highs, you know, those yeah. highs mm. yeah. but are also prepared and get yeah. through those, those mm. bad months so freelancers normally this is another big challenge that they have and they don't see it as a as a as a as a challenge is that they don't take the small money serious. So if I've done a job there for two thousand, I'm like, ah, oh, that one is just two thousand. Yeah. Then another one is for three oh that one. I know I'm waiting for like the two million rand project. <laughs> so all this time this freelancer is thinking I'm not making money. But when you calculate is that on a daily basis they are making probably five K. Yeah. But because it comes in bits and pieces, they never recognize that money and they just don't put it away or use it correctly. Yeah. So what happens is that this person makes 150 not because it came as in one invoice. It mm. came in as 1,000s, 1,000s everywhere. And then one day they find out that they made 150K that month and they're like, what happened to it? <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the annual statement comes back and FMV like, says, you are or whatever bank says, you made this much in the year. You're <laughs> like, really? no, you're lying. Where? I win. Yeah. And, and that I know it used to happen to me a lot. I mean, I used to think, why is this income statement saying I've made so many millions and I've never seen one of these millions? And it says I've made profit in millions. So that's, that's what freelancers need to acknowledge each and every cent. And when you acknowledge each and every cent, then you will put it in that place where you know everything comes into that place. And then you can pay yourself a salary. So if you need a salary of 30K, you then withdraw only the 30K even if you don't withdraw the 30k as a 30k at one in, in one day in a month you you get 10 you get 10 you get 10 but keep tabs on how much you're getting as a salary mm. to your normal account and if that account that has all the money so let your clients pay you in a separate account and then you have another account where you do your things mm. oh, so you can calculate mm. this mm. and then you can appreciate every cent that comes in because all the small monies are what actually makes you Thank you so much. In the interest of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to the, bring the conversation yeah, to an end here. Uh, but I'm just yeah. gonna allow Wusi just to tell us uh, very quickly where can people actually get uh, your book? That's the first thing. And secondly, when they want to, you know, 
find your services if there's a freelancer listening and they're like ah, that busy person sounds very intelligent I want <laughs> I want those services uh, how can they find you so I am I have a website yeah. com. that's where you can get the book or you can just send me an email com. but if you go to com, you can get my um, the book you can order it online or you can uh, order it on kindle.com yeah. and you can also get uh, my contact details if you want a session so in the sessions what we do is that we look at what you want to achieve so let's say maybe you want to go on a holiday you want to buy a car you want to uh buy a house and you just don't see where the money is going to come from yeah. and then we, we then go into a session where we say okay this is where the money is this is how you're going to make the money or you want to increase your earning potential so you've been doing jobs for this month then you're like no now I want to do bigger jobs I want people to take me serious so that you can be able to earn that amount so how yeah. do you how do we get you to be that person that they want and that person that can end in that level yeah. so yeah my uh, contact details are on the website and it, my, my email is Buset, Buset, Buset. so I'm also on Twitter Busiselesho on Facebook Busiselesho okay, awesome, awesome, cool. awesome. so that was us we were talking uh, to Busiselesho who is the CEO of Isipo Sempilo HSC Solutions more than anything else she is a financial Financial wellness coach, and she is the person who's gonna get you from thirty thousand to hundred fifty thousand <laughs> through planning, right? So with that, we come to the end of the show. I think you were your thoughts, your takeaways from the show as a whole. I think uh, the, it came from from. Um We'll see the part about being prepared for the money. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I'm saying you're saying it doesn't play. When it comes I to the money, it actually, I need to play. be prepared for the money. <laughs> I need to ask myself, am I ready? Uh, so that when I receive this money, yeah. I do not squander it. <laughs> whether it comes in one rand, whether it comes as five rand, or it comes as a million, am yeah. I ready to yeah. make sure yeah. that I utilize it smartly yeah. uh, so that I can get to do all the things that I want to do and make the Im- kind of impact that I want to make in the world? Yeah. Mm. I think for me, the the takeaway was just uh, the fact that, and it's something, uh, the first point was something echoed by Tabiso mm-hmm. uh, from Sefria and also said by Busi was the fact that you need to conduct yourself as a business. Mm. Um, you're In a sense, you're like a sole proprietor mm-hmm. and you have to make sure that you're keeping records, that mm-hmm. you are making sure that uh, you're claiming uh, that your taxes are right. Absolutely. And, all that. and then uh, the last one was, uh, which, is, which was a big one for me because I think I've seen it happening uh, because I am a freelancer myself and I know that it does tend to happen sometimes. Um, the fact that, you know, you can get, let's say, 500 rand yeah, mm. 2009 mm. and because of how sporadic and random it is mm-hmm. you don't really mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. think anything is mm-hmm. going on but sometimes when you when you finally get that excel spreadsheet and you finally do a uh, bracket sum you're, you're like wow you're really? shocked. did yeah. that happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and what's crazy is most of the time as Busi was saying because the money is so random mm. you would have spent it yeah. right that's the that's the crazy mm. thing you would have spent it and you didn't have taken time to actually save and plan and all that. So, uh, you know, those are my uh, takeaways.
guys from the show. Otherwise, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know uh, what you thought about what Wusi was saying, what you thought about uh, what Tabiso was saying uh, in terms of uh, also our freelancers as well. If you agree with the things that they were saying, mm. are you conducting yourself as, as a, a business? business? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that, we have reached the end of the show tonight. Thank you to our amazing team executive producer, Elna Schutz, our producer, welcome, Lashiva, our technical producer, Kutuano Sarame. Don't miss the business buzz. Same time next week for more insight into the world of business. From myself, Lengiwe Zondo, and Mudiwa Mob Justice Gavaza, and the rest of the team, take care. The Business Buzz Podcast.